Is your business stuck in one spot struggling to grow? Our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator at winninggym.com slash grow has your back. Sign up now for easy wins, no more struggle, just straight growth. You've got this. Now let's head on back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Angston. All right. How are we doing today, guys? Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons. How are we doing? Afternoon. All right. And I'm here joined, as always, with my co-host, the wizard of will, Randy <laughs> Angston. He's in the house today, guys. I hope someone's keeping track of these. Uh, I better start Writing, keeping it. I don't wanna, write, I'm not going to duplicate these. At the end of our podcast, when we wrap everything up, I want like, it's going to be a plaque with a million titles. I'm going to do it. We're gonna, gonna, <laughs> so you've been the dean, the deacon, the uh, wizard, uh, master. You're getting them all. It's so. going to be every one of them. So, uh, hey, you know, this podcast episode today is going to be titled, Get the Hell Out of the Way. Yeah. And, you know, somebody had just asked me the other day, you know, they were reading the book and they, they had given me a call. I was on a coaching call with them and they said, hey, you know, Tim, I, you know, I'm sitting over in the self-employed quadrant. How long should it take me to get to the business owner side? And, and I had a, you know, sometimes I have to tell people the, the hard answers. And the honest truth of that question is some people will never get there. Absolutely. It's probably the majority of business owners. The majority. You know, that yep. we work with, I think, um, I think more end up stuck than they. Yeah, and if you're and if you haven't heard the prior episode where we talked about the the quadrant, I think it's episode one. Uh, we talk about the different categories, all like in the workforce where people live, and, and you know, and there's four that we talked about: it's the employee, it's the self-employed, it's the business owner, and the investor. And the biggest difference between self-employed and business owner is the self-employed person has to be involved in the day-to-day activities of their gym in order for it to run and generate revenue and a profit. The business owner is now removed from the equation and the business can still operate without them being involved. And for me, that's the ultimate goal is to get when you run a business is that you can then step away and have the business run without you and you can move on to other ventures like we were doing now. Mm -hmm. And a lot of gym owners, that's their dream, but they don't know how to do it. Yeah, absolutely. There's the learning curve and then you know, beyond the actual implementation. Yeah. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear, but what I think it comes down to is they, one, they don't know how, but two, mm-hmm. they're so t- stuck in the technical training of the clients, running the operations, and they, they're afraid to let go. Absolutely. And I was this guy in the beginning. I was doing everything. You were there in the yeah. beginning of time. 10 years ago, I was, uh, you know, doing the sales and the training and the marketing and the janitorial work. And you have to do that to some mm-hmm. extent and, you know, getting in there at 5 a.m., going home at 10 at night. And, and I think you should do that in the beginning, but eventually you want to get out of that. I think the, it's a, a willingness to understand the difference between letting go and, and allowing somebody else to fulfill the roles that you're, you're going to put them in versus, uh, you know, and that's kind of a fear or like a, you know, the, a business of, is like raising a child, you know, it's a baby. And there's, we're emotionally connected to it. And so giving up some of that control, knowing that it's okay, is, uh, there's some hesitation, but it's required. It comes down to the trust. The trust, absolutely. The gym owners. So 
Well, let's talk about a private client right now we're working with. Mm-hmm. Actually, he's in, in town here, and his biggest thing was he didn't. Uh, he wanted to be so hands-on because he didn't trust anybody to be able to do as good a job. And yeah, you're probably right. They aren't going to do as good a job, and they're not going to care as much as the gym owner, the owner. And you can't expect them to either. It's not their business. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to care more and work harder than the actual owner, the person that's got his whole life on the line. But here's the thing: you can't grow unless you get out of the get out of the way. So there, you've got to make a decision to step away at some point and let relinquish control. And I heard this number thrown around in a couple of groups that I'm in, like seventy percent. If you can trust somebody to do seventy to eighty percent as well as you did, then you can move on and, and, and relinquish control. Yeah, that's a. I mean, statistically, you know, I'd, I'd love to see the data on that, but it, it makes perfect sense. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're limited to the number of hours we have in a day. And if you're, you know, as a business owner, if you're spending your time doing janitorial work or, you know, mm-hmm. the, the things that aren't producing more money or elevating your business, uh, really the, the areas of your business that you shouldn't be spending your time, mm-hmm. you, you're, you're going to run out, you're going to burn out. And the, th- the important things aren't going to get done in a day. And it's I've just, got a really easy way to fix this problem. How did you do it? Well, it, it's a simple thing that you can do as a gym owner. If you're, if you're, really focused on trying to get out of that self-employed role, uh, here's what you need to do. You need to take a piece of paper, uh, you know, even do it on your phone, Evernote or whatever the apps are these days the young kids are using. (laughs) But basically write down everything that you do in a day. Mm -hmm. Do you answer the phone? Did you run to Costco and pick up supplies? Did you mop the floor, clean the bathrooms, train clients, sell something, do some marketing, Facebook ads? Did you do that today? Did you get on Facebook at all? Um, well, not today because Facebook's down. Facebook's down. <laughs> which, okay, side note, uh, guys, we just talked about in our last episode, what happens if Facebook goes away? What happens to your business? Facebook today is down. Was it, what, a month ago, month and a half, two months ago when, when the entire ad platform crashed and there was no data? Yeah. You know, we, we spent an entire day. Imagine if you had, like, our businesses, you know, I'd say most of our gyms, $100 a day would be a big ad spend for most mm-hmm. of these facilities. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if you were running an organization where your daily spend was a couple hundred thousand dollars? Mm-hmm. You know, your the number of products you're selling nationally or internationally is, you know, produces much more result, right? So could you imagine not being able to edit or tweak or turn off or control somebody else spending your money for an entire day? Yep. hundred grand out the door. And, right. and there's no, and there's, there's no way to clean it up. There's no way to, to hold Facebook accountable. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are they, they don't turn around and say, Hey, sorry guys, we messed up. Here's no, your money back. No, never. So. Right. So that, that's, that's off topic. But the, the key is that you write down everything that you do. Mm-hmm. Number one thing that you should do is look at the tasks that on that, on that list. Like I said, did you go to Costco, did you train client, whatever it is, the things that you should be doing are the things that generate revenue. Okay. So whenever I have a bunch of things to do for the day, granted, these are all things that I should be doing. I'll always prioritize the income and revenue generating tasks first and then move on with my day. But for somebody who's trying to get out of the way, you look at the things that are, can you outsource this? You know, are you even good at it? And you're just half-assing something and you're, are you even good at that thing? Is it Facebook ads? Are you, yeah. are you really is good it, at is it? Is it a strong suit of yours? Sure. Uh, or are you just kind of winging stuff? But if it's busy work, and everybody knows what busy work means, I'm throwing quotations up for those listening on uh, audio only. You know, busy work stuff that just you, you do a bunch of the busy work, and then at the end of the day, nothing got done. You don't feel accomplished, right? right. You don't feel like, yeah, we, I, there's nothing worse than having those days, and then you turn back and you 
Like, you and I talk about it constantly. Yeah. You know, we look back at our, our schedule and we're like, well, okay, what did we get done? Yeah. Measurable results. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's what keeps us going. I mean, I, I know we feed off progress. Mm-hmm. Even, it, you know, one step further is making sure, you know, when you have that list of, of items, is your day scheduled like that? Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of business owners that show up, open the doors, and they don't have a plan for the day at all. Right. And so, you know, writing that list not only is going to benefit moving through the quadrants, but you're going to be more successful in the day that you have in front of you as well. You know, definitely. You have to be intentional every single day. If you're a business owner that shows up and you you just want to react to how your day goes, your business is going to be spirals out of control. You're not in control of it. Somebody else is. Everything else is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so the 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 kind of the end goal of doing that task is to kind of identify the things that you don't need to be doing, and then either outsourcing that to a third party, hiring somebody, or delegating it to your current staff. If you don't have an admin, that would might be mm-hmm. my first hire. If I would recommend a, a, a hire, is to get that busy stuff off your plate, and you can get an admin for, you know, even if it's part time. I don't know, a couple hundred bucks a week. Would that be worth your time? I, I would say, yeah. And just and then you know, and you can start grooming them into other things. Get them answering the phone, writing emails. Attention, gym owners, are you ready to take your business to the next level? Join our exclusive Facebook group, Profit Accelerator, and unlock the potential to scale your gym to $30,000 a month and beyond. In the Profit Accelerator group, we're going to focus solely on helping gym owners just like you win. We offer regular training sessions and share our best proven strategies to boost your business. Join us now by searching for Profit Accelerator on Facebook. Be part of a community that's all about success and growth, the Profit Accelerator, where gym owners thrive. All right, now let's get back to the show. You said something there, and there, that's another mm-hmm. thing you, that I'll touch on, but you said something there, and it's about the value of your time. Oh, yeah. As a business owner, if you, a lot of times we overlook our own willingness Worth. to go do it, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, our, it's our business. You know, our time doesn't matter. Well, your time is the most valuable time in anybody in your organization, and where you're spending your time obviously is going to have the biggest impact on that business. So just because you're able and willing to go do it does not mean you should be doing it. Huge. I mean, learning that lesson is, is going to change a lot of the way people structure their days and how they, they right. you know, write that list of tasks of the things that they should be doing. Right. I know that we had a conversation about somebody recently that's spending their time not. You want to tell the story? Absolutely. <laughs> um, client of ours right now, uh, you know, he's, he's operates over 10 locations, uh, under 20. But successful. Very successful gym owner. Um, I would say, you know, to even run five successful gyms, it's great. He's over 10. And uh, he texted me the other day and he's like, hey, man, I got a $4.34 lead on Facebook on my campaign. Well, great, man. Good job. What's the, what's the, what does it look like? What's the campaign about? And, uh, you know, he's like, man, I don't even know what I did, but, you know, it kind of worked out good. I'm excited. I'm like, wait a minute. You're running the campaign? I thought personally? maybe. <laughs> he's personally doing the Facebook campaigns for his 11 gyms. And he's a gym. I mean, I don't know. I, I just told him, man, that's not the best use of your time, buddy. And he agreed. He goes, that's why we're outsourcing this to you guys. Uh, yep. Love the guy, but, um, you know, probably the wrong use of his time as the gym owner. And, pro- and again, it goes back to the fact that he probably just didn't even realize his time, you know, had, there was more value mm-hmm. to be put in other areas of the business. That's the thing. You said it, you said it earlier, the gym owners, you just do things. You do, yeah. You get it stuff done and you don't want to wait and I get that, but let's prioritize your day. 
you got any tools or any like tasks that people can do to kind of get their day organized? I know you've got something up your sleeve over there. Oh, a structure? How I structure a day? Well, how gym owners should structure their day? IPAs in the morning, not the booze, the income producing activities. Force oh. your schedule. Oh, I thought it was uh, Indian pale ale. Yeah, a little, uh, yeah. No. <laughs> That'll get nothing <laughs> done. Yeah. All right, uh, so you're saying income producing activities. Same thing, you know, the, the activities in the organization that generate income should. Okay, let's just say that there's nothing obvious that they should be doing. That right there is a. Well, I'm a just tr- saying, like, uh, you know, maybe they've. They don't have any income producing activities right now that they can be doing. Is there a way to create like a list of like big things they should be knocking off for the day or planning out so they can get to that point? Uh, uh, to me, it would go right back to sales, marketing, sales, you know, marketing leads, the lifeblood of a business and growth. The whole reason that we're here is growth. If you're again, if you're sitting around and you don't have a plan for how to put more people in your business or how to raise that average cost per transaction or, you know, the things that we've discussed recently as far as increasing your profitability of, of your organization, that's that's got to be the constant daily focus of a business owner. Mm-hmm. It's growth. If you're not growing your business, why are you in business? Right. 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 I mean, granted, you maybe you're comfortable. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that you're comfortable at a true business owner level, mm-hmm. you know, where you can go spend your days doing things that are not fully self-employed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... The, the way that I always, I force my calendar. I structure a day. I always okay. start with income producing activities. Now we're getting to the nuggets. I was trying to get that. What, what do we got? <laughs> Let's do it. So I, I always start with the activities, you know, that, that need to happen first, that impact the business the most effectively, typically mm-hmm. income producing. And then I work my way backwards, right? The fluff of the day should be the stuff that in the event that I don't have time in my day can be pushed off. Things like um, uh, non-crucial, I don't want to say, you know, the emails, responses that aren't deadline focused or anything that obviously has a deadline has to be that priority as mm-hmm. well. So mm-hmm. working through, working backwards and, and setting a priority on every bit, every task that you have in that list for your day and then structuring your day to make sure you force the most important tasks earliest in your day so that at the end of your day, the important tasks aren't getting pushed off to the, the next day. Right. Or, or, you know, not at all. And sometimes the most important tasks are the hardest and you avoid them. And that ends up being kind of a, an avalanche of problems, right? I think the spillover, sure. You, gotta, I mean, you just got to do it sometimes. It goes back uh, one of the other things that you said, you write the emails or the, the fluff, the things that, there's other things that you could be doing instead of, not instead of, but maybe hiring an admin is not possible right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, but maybe email automation is. There you go. You know, there are ways of leveraging software or tools to, to buy you more time or give you more time back in your day. Quite often when we're working with coaching clients, Mm -hmm. we mention a software or we mention something that we use in our business that we recommend others use. And the first thing is, well, I can't afford $279 or $297 a month. Right. Okay. You can't right now. You don't see that being available. But what what would it take in your business to make that entire year's subscription for that software paid for? One client? One client. Typically typically in a a training gym, yeah. In our facilities that we would typically work with, right? One client? For the entire month, you know, you sign up one annual agreement. That entire software is now paid for for the year. Mm-hmm. How much time did you just buy back? Now add that value. So like, like we said, right, your time has a value. What is your personal value of your time? If as an employee, the amount of time, you know, we, we make a wage. There's a, a set dollar amount mm-hmm. based on the, the value you bring to the marketplace. As a business owner, depending on, your, you know, are you paying yourself? Are you taking draws? There's, there's different monetary mm-hmm. values you can assign. but 
there has you have to have a realization and an understanding that that time that you have as a business owner carries value. And when you can buy back an hour of your time that you've spent sending emails to a list of people one by one <laughs> versus hitting a button and, or not even having to hit the button because it's automated, yep. that's a lot of time that you can go spend on more valuable yeah, we've got a we've got a, a podcast episode coming up in the near future talking about leveraging tools in your Boom. business and we're going to get deep into that one and i'm excited to do that because that's you know i you know and we'll talk about it but i'll give you a little teaser if there's if there's a, a software that will save me time and i can generate revenue to pay for it it's a no-brainer oh almost every, almost every single time we look at a software yeah we figure out what we have to go do to in order to make that a no break. A, a wash, lot of times, you know? it's one client, two clients mm-hmm. to handle the entire load, right? Usually, it's, and usually, it's not even that. I know, you know, I know. And so, so gym owners, you get kind of like that that tunnel vision, like this is an expense versus mm-hmm. an investment. Yeah, there's. Here's the funny thing: gym owners in general, not everybody, will typically look at uh, a software as an expense, but a piece of equipment as an investment. Like Which, I'm going to buy some kettlebells because it's an investment. And they, yeah, well, there's a, a small value to the actual kettlebell itself if you were to liquidate it. Sure. But that kettlebell, people aren't driving around looking for the best kettlebell set in town. Oh, my dude. Oh, this gym's got like the bomb kettlebells, dude. These competition ones with the grips yeah. and the. Was it the rogue, the rogue, uh, you know, Captain America plates or something? Whatever. You know? whatever. It, but. That that's the thing, and then another thing is, and I should, you know, I don't want to get too deep into this, but uh, a lot of times gym owners will run around taking all these little certifications, mm-hmm. spending thousands and thousands of dollars, and spending weekends. Granted, you should absolutely continue to educate yourself in this business because it changes over time. Sure, but people like clients aren't out there looking for the guy who's got the you know the the kettlebell shirt. And the the battle rope certification and the TRX certification, yeah, doesn't it's all your it's all flawed. Like from the from the consumer side, they don't know what the they don't know. That's for the trainer dude's brain, absolutely. And, and we I and mean, we can go deep into that, you know, as well, mm-hmm. how that carries over into your content and the message that you're bringing across. You, our marketplace guys does not care about the torque generated from a you know rotational. They don't unless care. Training, they want to, unless you're training athletes that really look at that, it's their, it's their career absolutely. That's your, yeah, right. The uh, the dorsiflexion and the ankle, <laughs> and the, the, right. So we get a little nerded out. The training that's the difference between the technician mm-hmm. per brain and the business owner operator brain, and that's really what this this podcast episode's about: is getting out of the way, letting the people that are on your team do the things that they are there to do. Assuming you've got a team and here's the one thing I'll I'll leave at the end of this podcast right now is that it's my experience that employees, your team, whatever you call them, the team that you, that, that works for you in the gym, it really wants to do good. They want to do good. They want to make a difference. They want to be a part of the, of the movement and they, you know, just get out of the way and they'll do good things. They're not out there to kind of screw things up for you in your gym or even for your business. They want to do good things. Just get out of the way. How many, Let how many successful it. business owners have we, t- like, you know, have we talked to or worked with? I mean, I'm talking very, very successful. We're talking, you know, multiple seven figures a year type stuff. They'll, they'll, they're first to admit that they know crap, <laughs> that, that there's the dumbest person in the room. And it's, it's designed, they're, they're designing their business that way. 
Mm-hmm. They employ the people who are specialists or, or they know a specific task or area better yep. than they do yep. so that when they bring them on their team, they can effectively trust that person to go manage. Right. You know, they're not trying to find that one person that's going to do every task. That's why you have a team of people. You have, exactly. You have, let, everybody has their roles. Let them they, do their job. Let them get out of the way and let them do their thing. Because I will tell you that most often they will do good things. Mm-hmm. They're not going to... and. The one, the my mindset around running a team is that the number one thing I want all my team to do is make a decision, right or wrong. Make the decision. I was thinking about that. And, you know, a lot of people or employees are nervous about making a bad decision. They're going to get fired or something, right? My mindset is I would rather you make a wrong decision at 100 miles an hour as long as you thought through and you felt like at that time that was the best decision for you to make and maybe it was wrong, fine, but you made the decision and we're going to course correct as we go. More often than not, people don't get anything done because they won't make a decision. And maybe it's because they're afraid the boss is going to come down with the mm-hmm. hammer and it, it shouldn't be like that. Again, that's each organization is going to be different. But if I give you a recommendation as a gym owner or as a business owner, let the team make a decision. Don't pound on them if they make the wrong decision. Teach, learn, and go. As long as there was a reason and a thought process around the decision that was made, not a coin was flipped, mm-hmm. right? Then support your team. That's it. Support them. Get yeah. out of the way. Let them do your thing. And you get out of the way and just go. Let And you will grow. When I did this, the business grew. This might be one of the most impactful changes. Like we, we were discussing before mm-hmm. we started. I think this is one of the most crucial aspects to being able to step through those quadrants yep. is and, and a lot of it comes back to the trust, you know, and the team that you're assembling and oh, just at the end of the day, you've chose, you've made a decision to bring that person into your organization for a reason. Let them do their Let job. Let them do their mm-hmm. job. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So. Of course, you're going to always want to train your coaches, your team, make sure you're continuously training them. So, because there's things that you put in place today, they're going to forget. So continuously remind them, continue to train, spend the time now, invest in the team to train in the operations and you'll see a lot of growth in the future. Cool. So hope you guys enjoyed that podcast. If you're, our, uh, if you're a gym owner and you're looking to grow your business, maybe it's through uh, staffing plans or trying to develop a team, we cover that in our private client coaching. You can always book a call at pfmarketingsolutions.com slash call. You get on a call with Kelly, and she will walk you through and see if you guys are a good fit. You could always pick up the book, timlinesbook.com. We will see you guys on the next episode. Alrighty, take care. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Built to Grow podcast. And if you're not subscribed already, be sure to go ahead and click that button right now. And if you found value in this episode, I'd love it if you do me a quick favor and rate and review the podcast on the Apple Podcast app. See, this lets the platform know that I'm doing something right and people like the content. It would be a huge, huge help and I would be very grateful. Until next time, keep building something great and we'll see you on the next show.